0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Robert Dillenschneider about his new book, Nailing It, How History's Awesome 20-somethings Got It Together. Robert Dillenschneider, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: John, it's just terrific to be here, and you're wonderful to include me. I appreciate it so much.
0: Well, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me and share your insights with me and my listeners today. Today, we're going to be focusing on your recent book, Nailing It How History's Awesome 20 Somethings Got It Together. And I find the premise of the book super interesting. Uh, You'll unpack that for us here in just a minute, but really, there, there, the 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 history of the world is made up of all sorts of interesting people doing all sorts of interesting things, and you focus in on um, some of those who and what they did in their twenty somethings, their mid twenties, uh, and you know what are some lessons we can take from that as we're trying to live our best lives, our our fullest lives. As we get started, I wanted to share. Bob's bio with everybody. Bob Dylan Schneider, founder and CEO of the Dylan Schneider Group, is one of the world's foremost communication gurus and leadership coaches. He's widely published, having authored several seminal books on business theory, including the bestsellers "Power and Influence" on power. And most recently, he published 50-plus critical career decisions for the rest of your life. He has counseled major corporations and professional groups around the globe and is frequently called upon by the media to provide commentary and strategic public relations insights on major news stories. Again, Bob, a pleasure to have you. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on into the conversation about your book?
1: Well, the one thing I'd want to share is that... uh the environment out there in the United States and globally uh, demands really top thinking about who does what and how they do it. And I try to throw myself into that and help people along the way so they don't make mistakes because an awful lot of people make an awful lot of mistakes. And once you make the mistake, you really pay for it. So I work very closely with people upfront on how they should handle themselves. Actually, even what words they should use. There's a major bank that uh, its CEO, its chairman, resigned yesterday. There's a huge bank, and uh, the CEO called me, and he said, "What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do?" And I said, "Well, you don't have to be public right now." And I heard a huge gasp of relief on his on his his part. And <clears throat> now he does have to be public later this week, but yesterday was not the time to do it. So it's just a smart small thing. His people were urging him. Get out there, tell the bank story, do this, do that. I said, that's the worst thing you can do right now because everybody is going to be focusing on the guy who left and why he left. And if your name is associated with that, that's not going to be a good thing.
0: Small example. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So tell us a little bit about why you wrote the book Nailing It. Uh, What was the impetus for that? You've written so many things over the years and you've had a huge impact. So why this one, why now?
1: I felt strongly that uh, the United States in particular, but the world too, but the United States in particular needed a jump start. And uh, how would they get a jump start? Would they get it from people who are 60 or 70? I don't think so. Would they get it from people in their 30s or 40s who are stressed out because they want to achieve and build their homes? I don't think so. They'd get it from young people, people in their late teens, early 20s. So, I wrote the book to try to give those people and those who advise those people a sense that you can do it. You can make your way and you can help an awful lot of people along the way. So, uh, whether it's Coco Chanel, who literally was in in Montmartre in France and lived a pretty disgusting life, to they later go on and become the head of a huge fashion company. You can't open a uh, fashion magazine today without seen an ad for Chanel, uh, or Helen Keller, who was literally deaf and couldn't uh, do anything. These people in their 20s sucked it up. They pulled up their trousers and said, we're going to do something. And they did it. And I think there are an awful lot of people out there that can do this. And I hope that they take some encouragement from the book in terms of, well, these guys did it. I can certainly do it. I mean, there are people in the book who were, forgive me, ladies of the night. There are people in the book who are crooks. There are people in the book who uh, were postal clerks. There are people in the book who really were no place, and so a lot of people read the book. I don't know about ladies of the night, but will will relate to these people and say, if this individual did it, I too can do it. And so that's the that's the idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Both by way of modeling and encouragement, to to help people realize, yes, it is possible. Because in in today's world there's a lot of cynicism. Uh, There's, you know, a lot of frustration, a lot of angst, and a lot of people feeling like, you know, institutions and systems are broken. There's really nothing we can do about it. We're just stuck. Right. And that's not going to solve anything. You know, if we walk around defeated um, as though everything is determined and we can't actually drive any sort of change, <clears throat> and we don't have to wait until we're older to be able to do it. Uh, and in fact, many of the pressing societal issues of the day can't wait for us to get older to do it. And so we need people who can be bold and people who can uh, really put themselves out there early uh, to, to, to drive the type of change. And uh, we we have this this huge uh, segment of the population, young millennials and Gen Zers who, who just have a real drive and passion for making a difference, living a life of impact and, and doing work with meaning and purpose. And so, you know, what a better time, uh, to, to really get the message out there to all of these individuals that you can be the change. You can drive us in the direction you want to see the, you know, the world become for you, you, for your children, for your, your grandchildren. And I think that's, um, just super important, super inspiring. Uh, so I'm, I'm super excited to just hear about some of the stories that you, you lay out. You already gave us a couple examples with Helen Keller, for example, Mm -hmm. um, what an inspiring individual, uh, what what are some of the others, and then we can start to pull out some of the key principles that are applicable, both for you know for today, but you know as we move into the future.
1: Well, let's start with Mozart. Uh, Mozart uh, is not uh, influencing the Beatles or uh, uh, the uh, any any modern group today, but his music uh, sells better than anybody else. And when Mozart was 13 years old, uh, he was derided by his family. They said, you're nothing. You're going to go no place. People in the marketplace said, go out to school, Mozart. You don't need to create this music. No one really needs it. Well, God, he created the music. And here we have Mozart today. Fantastic. It's unbelievable. Einstein. Uh, Einstein was a postal clerk in Switzerland eating chocolates. And one day he came up just on his own and said, I've got a thing calls called the theory of relativity. And uh, it changed lives all over the world. It was really quite remarkable. The interesting thing about Einstein is he posited the theory of relativity. He took a, an occasion to go to Princeton. He never really had the same degree of enthusiasm, excitement, inventiveness once he got to Princeton that he had when he was in Switzerland. Just didn't do it. But uh, he did it then, and he made a big difference. Uh, Daumier, Aurier Daumier. Uh, a great French, I'll say, painter. The painters in France didn't think he was a painter. They just derided him. They said, you're nothing. You're just making cartoons. Uh, Monet, Matisse, these guys all said, enough, Daumier. Knock it off. Well, Daumier did knock it off. He got his stuff published in newspapers, magazines, and, and posters that went up in France. And he changed the nature of the French environment. Really quite a remarkable individual and that he did this, so the book is full of examples like that of people who looked within themselves, said, I've got a talent, I can apply my talent to a problem out there, or I see a problem, and I think I have enough attention to do something about it, and those people then did it, and God knows society is better off for it today. I'm very hopeful that uh, we get through this period we're in right now in the United States, I don't think we're having a great time. I'm very hopeful we can somehow overcome what we're dealing with and take the country forward. Uh, we should do that. After the uh, World War II, the country really started to accelerate. And then after Korea, the country really took off. And in the 1960s, late 60s, 70s, and 80s, this country was the place to be. It slipped a little bit, I'm, I'm sorry of say sad to say. Honestly, I don't think it should have slipped. I think the same kind of people that made the future what it was are still around. And I think we need to find a way to embolden them We give them a shot at the future. If we do that, the country and the environment is going to be just terrific.
0: and explore those ordinary everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. A couple more really great examples. Um, And in each of these examples, you have naysayers, right? You have people um, around you who don't believe in you, who don't who who think you're crazy or think you're you know you're you're not fitting into societal norms or expectations. And so there there can be a you can have a really hard time trying to push the needle. And anytime you're being a change agent, that's the way it's going to be, right? Because people don't like change, people don't like people going against the the flow. Um, yet all of the transformational changes that have happened over time uh, throughout history have come through people who are willing to set that aside to listen to their own inner voice ignore the naysayers ignore the negative self-talk even and just press forward to try to make a difference where they can
1: absolutely with Steve Jobs started a lot of people said what is this guy doing this is really out of left field well Jobs stayed true to his guns and look at what's happened we have this incredible explosion of technology that has really shaped the lives of everybody in the the country and frankly, around the world. Jobs made that happen uh, just with the beginning of his life. There are many, many people like that in life and uh, and a lot of them are profiled in the book. I hope that uh, someone reading the book will say, I can do that. I mean, let's take an example of Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, a black baseball player, very good player, Uh, whether he was black or white or yellow, It didn't make any difference. He was a good player. Well, there were no black players when Jackie went into the major leagues with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And he went in at the request of a man named Branch Rickey, who's pretty much been forgotten right now. Robinson is still remembered. But Jackie Robinson took his talent, not just in baseball, but in human life. And he took it in a way that he opened the door for blacks throughout the major leagues, throughout professional sports. I oftentimes think of how Branch Ricky and his family would have felt about this. Ricky was Caucasian. He went to Kent State. Uh, but I think they would feel pretty good about it because a large segment of the public, the American public, in Ricky's case, uh, really transformed the country. Jackie Robinson is a man who made a difference. There are all kinds of uh, examples of people like this in the book. We started actually with over 100 people and we wanted it down to 25. And there were a lot of arguments between me and my editor on who the 25 should be. Uh, they wanted, some of them wanted people that were are not in the book. Uh, I simply tried to hang in there and said, this is the way I want to do it. And it worked out pretty well. The book's doing well. Young people are starting to buy it, it's being bought in the college classes. I'm excited by what's going to happen.
0: Yeah that's that's really awesome. And one of the things that I'm, you know, it, it struck me as I've heard some of these examples is what would you say to those who are like me? I'm in early 40s. Um, you know, I'm think I'm thinking, well, all these other people who have made huge impacts in the on the world or big changes they were all, you know, they started young. They, they made their big impacts, you know, by the time they were 30. Now I'm 42. You know, I'm a lost cause. There's nothing much I can do. What would you say to someone who kind of had that reaction?
1: Uh, you're just getting started. And at 40, you have great experience and can make a huge difference. Figure out where you want to do it, where you want to apply your experience, and figure out a way to, to get there. That's what I would do. It's a uh, People with 40 actually have an advantage over younger people. They have experience, so they simply have to figure out how to turn that experience and use it in in their interest, but in the interest of other people. There's nothing better than trying to solve a problem that affects a lot of people and getting them on board to help solve that problem. Nothing better than that. And uh, if you can do that, I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, it doesn't make any difference. It's going to be very fulfilling. Frequently, uh, people, by the way, as they go forward, uh, as we're describing here, have moments of self-doubt. Can I do this? Uh, Am I wasting my time? And the answer is, try it. Keep on. Keep your shoulder to the wheel. Keep pushing. Keep pushing, you'll find something out about yourself and probably make a big difference in society.
0: Yeah, I like that. So we're not letting anyone off the hook by focusing on younger people. (laughs) Uh, Everyone has the opportunity to make a difference. And sometimes it's in relatively quote unquote, small ways. Um, But nothing small, we have cumulative effects of all the things that people are trying to do. And most of the really big societal changes require a lot of ordinary people in their ordinary lives Everyday lives, just doing extraordinary little small things collectively that drives change. And so, you know, think about any of you know sexism, racism, uh, homophobia, uh, climate change, any of these sorts of big huge issues that we're wrestling with and trying to figure out. Well, it, it it does start with the one. So be the change that you want to see. Be an example to those around you. Um, first and foremost. Uh, and, and then you can look for other things to do where maybe you can be a catalyst within your neighborhood or a catalyst in your workplace or, or whatever. Not everyone needs to be a big, you know, nationally or internationally known, uh, figure who can drive, you know, big conversations and change. You can have influence in your sphere as well. So look at your sphere of influence and, and try to, to see what your, 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 uh, unique value proposition is within that sphere so you can make you know add your contributions your talents, and make the difference that you want to see and that can be teenagers uh 20 somethings all the way up through people who are retired and have a little bit of extra time and they want to give back uh let's all look for those opportunities that are around us each and every day
1: tremendous possibilities and never be deterred or just say i'm going to give up i'm not going to do it just keep pushing and pushing, and eventually you'll get there. And I think you'll find a great sense of fulfillment and uh, people will appreciate what you've done and uh, life will change because of you. Good thing to do.
0: Yeah, and just a, a quick little parent brag moment. Um, last week, I went to an award ceremony for my daughter. Uh, she's 14. And for some of you who are parents of, of children in K through 12 system, you may know about Reflections. It's a it's a big national uh, program program arts and humanities and um my daughter wrote a poem and she unbeknownst to us she submitted this poem and she'd gone through several rungs so we were at a, a regional um recognition night where she found out she's moving on to the state level uh for this poem she wrote and this poem was all she's 14 mind you she this poem was all about how she um is a little embarrassed about not standing up for those around her and not being a bigger voice for change and how she's going to, you know, try to correct that and make a difference where she can. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm that, that's so amazing. I wasn't thinking about these things when I was 14 years old. <laughs> um, she's an incredibly smart, capable, compassionate person who's already seeing the role that she can and needs to play in the world in the future. And it was just so inspiring for me to see that. And you know, I was proud of her, of course, for doing well in this in this competition, but I was more proud just because she, you know, she she all on her own, no prodding by us. I didn't even know she was doing it. She wrote this amazing poem um, that is inspiring. And you know, we we just we just want everyone to see their place, that everyone has something to add, everyone sure. can can tap into their meaning, their purpose. And and make a difference in the world, and you know that's what I want more than anything for for all my listeners that we can all just be inspired in that way and and do something today, do something now uh, to make a, a little small difference, and over time we'll learn how we can make bigger and bigger impacts.
1: That's exactly the way it should work, and everybody out there listening to this podcast, all your listeners should say to themselves, "What small thing can I do today? What do I have experience doing that can change?" positively, life around me. A lot, of, a lot of people can do that.
0: Robert, it has been a real pleasure talking with you today. The time has flown by and I'm going to have to let you go in here in a few minutes. But before we close, I just want to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, more about your books, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Well, of course, we have a website if you want to go to it, at You can find things out there. I've written 18 books, so... Uh, three of them have been bestsellers. Uh, it's tough getting a bestseller out there, by the way. But uh, but 18 books, I'm hopeful Nailing It will be a bestseller. What encouraged me about Nailing It was to say that young people can do something. Young people can make change. We need change in the world. We need a whole different way of thinking, a whole new paradigm. But we're not going to do negative things. We're not going to defund the police or do stupid things like that but we are going to make a difference and here are ways we can make the difference. Those are the stories that are part of nailing it. The book can be bought obviously through Amazon and the local bookstores. But uh, if you want to get in touch with me, please don't hesitate to just Google up and give me a call. I'd be more than happy to talk with you.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Bob. It's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Bob can do for you. Check out the books. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results.